I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Today, members of the UN Security Council met to criticize Russia's buildup of military troops along the border with Ukraine. During the meetings, U.S. and Russian ambassadors went head-to-head, with Russia claiming once again that it has no plans to invade Ukraine. But is the military buildup really an empty threat? Why else would Russia choose to be so aggressive? Let's get beyond the headlines. Time to begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So as we look at the crisis in Ukraine and the buildup of Russian troops along the border... Some are saying this is a manufactured crisis from Russia. These are empty threats. This is not what Vladimir Putin wants. Uh, Others are saying this is clear aggression. And uh, intelligence information and sources say that an incursion into Ukraine is imminent. So a lot of conflicting opinions and ideas. The U.N. Security Council did convene today. And this was a, a really a, a good chance to listen to someone that not a lot of people have focused on in the first year of the Joe Biden administration, and that is the U.N. Ambassador, Linda Thomas-Greenfield. She addressed the U.N. Security Council today, uh, was very strong in pointing out Russians, Russia's pattern of aggression. Uh, and remember, uh, there were just a few moments before the ambassador spoke, the Russian ambassador to the U.N., Uh, called for a vote to block the session from even happening. Uh, But the meeting proceeded with 10 members of the council voting in favor of going ahead, while three abstained, uh, which, of course, uh, uh, Russia and China were uh, exactly opposed. And so let's begin with Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield and her positioning as to why this meeting mattered and why this conversation needs to be had. Russia's military buildup on the border has been paired with extensive new demands and aggressive rhetoric. This is an escalation and a pattern of aggression that we've seen from Russia again and again. In 2014, Russia illegally invaded and seized Crimea. In 2008, Russia invaded Georgia. Russian troops are currently refusing to depart Moldova despite the wishes of the Moldovan people and their democratically elected government. And in the Donbas region of Ukraine, Russian-backed separatists continue to foment and ignore violence toward the Ukrainian people. Recently, Russia has threatened to take military action should its demands not be met. If Russia further invades Ukraine, none of us will be able to say we didn't see it coming. I think it was an important uh, point there from Ambassador Greenfield is that no one will be able to say, hey, we didn't see this coming. This was an absolute surprise if Russia does make an incursion or invasion of Ukraine. Greenfield also said that the U.S. is prepared to respond to confrontation, but of course wants to pursue the diplomatic path uh, forward if Russia is willing to engage. We do not want confrontation. 
but we will be decisive, swift, and united should R Russia further invade Ukraine. We continue to believe there is a diplomatic path out of the crisis caused by Russia's unprovoked military buildup. We're working to pursue diplomacy in every possible venue. But we also know that diplomacy will not succeed in an atmosphere of threat and military escalation. That is why we have brought this situation before the Security Council today. The United States has been clear. If this is truly about Russia's security concerns in Europe, we're offering them an opportunity to address these concerns at the negotiating table. The test of Russia's good faith in the coming days and weeks is whether they will come to that table and stay at that table until we reach an understanding. If they refuse to do so, the world will know why and who is responsible. That was a great argument laid out uh, by U.N. Ambassador Greenfield. And uh, she concluded by saying that all countries have a responsibility to defend others' sovereignty. Our international order is not perfect, but it is grounded in respect for people and countries to govern themselves, to defend themselves, and to associate with whom they choose. All countries have a stake in defending and preserving these principles, and nothing could be more fundamental. What would it mean for the world if former empires had license to start reclaiming territory by force? This would set us down a dangerous path. So I think UN Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, I think she did a great job today in laying out the case and the importance of uh, the world really coming together, uniting uh, around any aggression into Ukraine by Vladimir Putin and Russia. Uh, I thought she did a very good job in terms of how she did that, the way she framed things. I thought was very effective today and uh, I think uh, did a, a, a good job in terms of really asserting U.S. leadership there. Now, it's really interesting as you look at the broader perspective of all of this. Of course, there are differing opinions in terms of whether Vladimir Putin is uh, just playing a little poker uh, while the rest of the world is playing checkers, maybe even chess, uh, probably checkers. Uh, and, and so that becomes a, a really interesting part of this conversation is what is it that Vladimir Putin really wants out of all of this? Uh, I surely I don't think that uh, he wants uh, a big battle. I don't think he wants a military operation. There are a host of things that uh, he has been getting out of this whole process. It's very interesting to note uh, that uh, President Biden has had eight significant interactions, uh, mini summits, virtual summits, extended phone calls with Vladimir Putin in just the 12, first 12 months of his administration. Uh, that far outpaces any of the previous presidents in terms of interaction with Russia. So that's an interesting thing. And that's actually good for Vladimir Putin on the home front. Uh, he needs to be seen. He has been uh, really telling the tale to the Russian people that this is the West conspiring against Russia. It is us against the world is what he's trying to pitch to those inside of Russia. And there's a host of other things that I think he is looking for. Obviously, uh, being able to export, export oil and natural gas is a big part of this. Uh, other concessions. I think one of the big threats to, to Vladimir Putin, and I think one of the things that everybody should really be thinking about and thinking closely about, is one of the greatest threats to Vladimir Putin is obviously his own 
internal challenges economically inside of Russia. And then to counter that, uh, one of his other big headaches and problems is any kind of success in Ukraine. Uh, As Ukraine develops as a fledgling democracy, as entrepreneurship increases, uh, that is a major threat. Uh, Because of the ties to Russia, those family communications happen. uh, And when families hear of other family members thriving or being upwardly mobile or having promising outlooks for the future, that undermines Vladimir Putin back at home. Uh, We're going to take a deeper dive on this a little later on in the program today and look at kind of a a judo-style point system that I think Vladimir Putin is playing. And uh, we'll dig into that just a, a little bit later. Uh, And so as we round out this uh, think again moment, uh, I do think we have to think again in terms of what is actually going on. What are the real threats and what is the right response for the United States of America? Is this a chance to assert American power and authority and standing in the in the international community? Uh, Are there things that we're getting too wrapped up in? Uh, that maybe we should ignore coming from Vladimir Putin? Are we acquiescing to too many of his requests for meetings and summits? Uh, And are we really ready uh, to do the hard part of this? Uh, Should there be an incursion or an invasion of Ukraine? Uh, So many questions there. Uh, We're going to look at the long game, what this really is, what this really means as we continue through the program today. Uh, But get past the headlines. Dig in. There's a lot to know about Ukraine. Uh, Extraordinary place, extraordinary people. Uh, And the future, while being a little tentative at the moment, I think holds great promise. And that's what the president of Ukraine is trying to tell President Biden. Don't scare everyone off. We still need investment if we're going to let our entrepreneurs and freedom continue to thrive. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.